welcome everyone to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Dr. Van Beek. Yes. Yes. The right Reverend Dr. Van Beek. Yes. No longer EMT. Well, still EMT, but going to lose that by the end of the month. Yeah. But well, still, an N- still an NZSO. Yeah. But that's, that's you know, this is still April, so we're good. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. And and I could, I could, if everything goes the way it's going, I could renew it. I, they're, they're still going to allow me to jump in and, you know, be stupid. Okay. Well, yeah. carry on, I say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I learned last night, Stephen, I learned... Um, we did. Uh, we did. We renewed our our CPR, and they talked us. You can't say Heimlich maneuver anymore. Um, there's some legal issues with that, so they now call it chest thrust or something. Oh, so they, but we learned the Heimlich, and they said to me, they said, "Well, he's coughing. What do you do?" And I was like, "Well, he's coughing. You don't do anything. That's right. Except you follow him into the bathroom." Yeah. Um, and then, and then they said, okay, now, now he's not breathing. Now what do you do? And I went straight into the Heimlich. I, I wrapped my arms around him and, you know, yep. gave him the, gave him a few thrusts. Yeah. And, um, and they said, no, they said, first you bend him over and slap him in the back. And I said, um, okay, I was not taught that, <laughs> uh, you know, um, it seems weird. Said, well, <laughs> yeah. And they said, well, that's the way they do it now. And I said, well, how long have they been doing it that way? Cause I've not even heard that and they said somebody said 10 years hmm. well, i took first aid five years ago and they still told you do not slap them yeah and uh and then um so so then uh i talked to an advanced paramedic that i work with mm-hmm. and he said and i said they slap him in the back now he says uh yeah do you want to get um do you want to get charged with assault like <laughs> why would you do that and i said i don't know it's it, it's what they're doing now so so these things in the medical world change all the time, and but I still don't like that. I still don't think I'd slap, bend them over, and slap them. <laughs> sounds kind of odd, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, stand them up and slap them. Sure, yeah. I'm all yeah. for that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slap in the face. But yeah. Um, yeah. but anyway, so that was one thing I I learned that's new to me. But I I'm still not comfortable with it because you know after you've been trained for years and years and years not to do something, it's it's pretty hard to get comfortable with, with changing the way you do it. Yeah, true. So. Well, well, isn't it nice that as we step into Revelation 22, we realize that, that God is no longer slapping his creation in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> How's that for a transition? Not bad, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're um, in our version, it's actually called Eden Restored. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's not like the movie East of Eden. <laughs> no, this is actually Eden. It's coming back to you. <laughs> oh, yeah, slowly. Slowly. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. You go ahead and read. We're going to find um, We're gonna find that we are now, of course, at the very end of time. And, um, and, and they say Eden restored because this, this river looks like it, it's the one from Eden. But we will also point out it's the one from Ezekiel. Ah, good point. Yeah. All right, folks. So picking up Revelation 22, verse 1, I'll read down to verse 4, or 5, I should say. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit in every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. 
the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of the lamp. Uh, sorry, they will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. So as you as you can tell, Stephen, um, this is still we're still really talking about the New Jerusalem here. Mm -hmm. And do you remember it was it was actually many times larger? Uh, what was Palestine was 160 stadia, and this is uh, 12, um, 1200 stadia squared or something. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. You know, it's a, it's it's way way bigger than Palestine. There are people that believe that this New Jerusalem will be an actual city in the future that will float above the earth. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and there are people that think the New Jerusalem is just a view of heaven. Okay. Right? Okay. But but the thing that that is, we're not sure. We're not sure exactly what the New Jerusalem is. But the thing that we get here is this idea of Eden restored. So the water is coming out from... Um, from the throne of God here, right? And the throne of the God and the Lamb. So we're back in, so that's kind of the view of heaven. Remember that view of heaven that we had? Right. And this water's coming out and it's flowing down the street of Jerusalem. Um, it's not from the melting snow. and <laughs> It's not muddy. It, this is crystal clear water. This is, um, this is, remember, this is, this is British Columbia water. When, when I was a kid, I lived in Ontario and you did not drink the water out of the streams in Ontario when I was a kid. I, I still don't think you do today. No, like, uh, no, no, no. No. But in British Columbia, when I first moved there, someone said, yeah, you go ahead. You can just drink the water right out of the stream. I still will not do that. You know, Evian is the closest I'll get to, to a stream of water. So, so, but this is, this is, this is pure, pure water. And if you go to Ezekiel 47, Stephen, um, in Ezekiel 47, they have water coming out of the temple. Mm -hmm. And and it's there's a similarity that we're going to get to um, very soon. But in here, of course, there's there's a tree that grows on this uh, on, on river, right? On the river, there's this tree and it bears 12 crops. On each side of the river stood the tree of life. And people people vision envision this differently. Some see a tree on either side of the river. Mm -hmm. Some see a tree with its roots, and it's just a massive tree with its roots on either side of the oh, river. Okay, well. okay, yep. yep. The, the, the biggest thing, of course, here and in Ezekiel, Ezekiel, there's 12 different trees, and each one has a crop. Here, there's one tree, and it has, um, it has 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, right? Um, okay. And, and I... Now I'm not so sure. When I read it this time, it sounds like it might just be one type of fruit. It might just be the, you know, the fruit that Adam and Eve ate of in the garden. Mm, mm. How, it could be just one fruit. But I, when I first read it, I actually thought there were, there were twelve different types of fruit growing mm -hmm, on this tree, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? I could see that. Yeah. The big thing here is, of course, is this crystal clear water that you can drink, so you never thirst again. Remember Jesus saying, "I have water for you that you'll never thirst again." Right. 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 And the other thing is, of course, you know, I'm not a big fruit eater, so it doesn't really hit me as much as it might some. But, but you know, for some, this is this is just a glorious thing. This is right. this is there's always food, there's always water, there's always health. Um, there's no longer any curse. So 
So, and what was the curse? The curse was death. Right. Right. Um, and so there's no longer any death. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and they're going to be with God. Their names are good. His name is going to be on their forehead. Where else have we seen that? Uh, you know, chapter seven, chapter 14, <laughs> the name of God on the forehead of the people, 14 anyway, for sure. And, and so now you've got God's name written on you. You are in heaven. You are there. You have arrived. No more okay. sun because God is the sun. Right. Right. No more sun. Yes. No more sun. No more sun. No more night. No more night. And God and God and God lights the place. Yeah. 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 Oh, awesome. Yeah. It's going to be uh, great. It's going to be great, Steve. Yeah. 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 I mean, Don't forget, he's writing to these people. Like if he was writing to us, he'd say, and you know, there's, there is no, um, no Nintendo for God himself. it's a nintendo and you and you will play forever on your (laughs) or something something like that this is to a different group of people you will have the best version of facebook ever (laughs) that's right right. oh i hope it's a higher standard than that oh my oh yeah it couldn't be much lower or your your instagram will be you know, oh. all of your memes. Will- <laughs> <laughs> all your memes will be hilarious. Yeah, oh, right. gosh. <laughs> yeah. All right. So picking it up at verse six. Oh, that's fantastic. The angel said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophet, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of this prophecy, of the prophecy written in the scroll. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and seen them, when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the, the feet of the angel who was who had been showing them to me. And he said, "Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your fellow prophets, and with all who keep the words of this scroll. Worship God." And then he told me, "Do not seal up the words of this prophecy of the scroll, because the time is near. Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong." Let the vile person continue to be vile. Let the one who does right continue to do right. Let the holy person continue to be holy. And really important here, right, that we remember the audience. The audience of this book is not us. The audience of this book, um, it, it's, it's a group of Christians. It's, it's Christians at the end of the first century. It's, it's an audience in a time when the church is being persecuted or his specific audience at least is being persecuted. You know, the ones in Laodicea are fine, but remember the other churches, um, particularly Philadelphia and um, and the one that started with an S. <laughs> that I can't remember. Sardis. <laughs> no, not Sardis, the other one. Oh, Smyrna. Um, Smyrna. Yeah, Philadelphia and Smyrna were, were fully into persecution by this time, right? And John, and remember in chapter 6, you know, you're going to die. How long before you judge? And then later on, then God starts to judge and he keeps saying, you're holy God in your judgments because mm-hmm. of the, because of the terrible things that are happening on the earth. He's trying to show them. And what he's trying to bring out here is this is a prophecy. Mm-hmm. This, this is, these are the words of God that I brought forward. And you almost get the idea that he wants to shut this thing. Cause the angel says, don't shut this thing. Don't, don't stop this. And then John wants to worship the angel. And many times or several times in scripture and a a couple times in this book, uh, you get this this desire to worship an angel. And I I wonder if we saw one, Steve, if we wouldn't want to do the same thing. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's probably so hard to discern sometimes, right? That you see this great being of light. Yeah. Yeah. Is this not God? No, no. And, and I'm, you know, I'm not the person you channel. I'm just a fellow servant with you. Don't mm. worship me. Yeah. And then don't seal this thing up, but let people hear. And then he goes on to say, anybody who does wrong is going to continue to do wrong. So remember, now we're back into the church again. And he says, he says, they're not going to change, guys. The time is so short that people doing wrong are going to continue. People who are evil are going to continue. People who are holy are going to continue. Because mm. this stuff is going to happen. And it's that that makes you think, could this be for all time? Of course it could. But that really makes you think that there was something going on in John's time that he was preparing them for that was going to happen right now. Mm, mm. And that, that, that makes me preterist, even though I'm usually symbolic and yep. the odd time futurist. <laughs> 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 but, but never historist. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who are playing the, the ticket home or the, the home edition <laughs> of <laughs> Revelation, no, I'm just joking. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you because how, how, it just makes so much sense to read it that way. It does. It does. And when, when horrible, horrible things happen to us, maybe maybe then we, we fit into what's being said here. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. All right. So here we are, folks. Verse 12. Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give each I will give to each person according to what they have done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they might have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, those who practice the magic arts, the sexually immoral, immoral, the murderers, the adulterers, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I G yeah, you betcha. Just, just, just for a second, eh? Yeah, yeah. So, so Jesus very much says now, look, I'm coming, right? I'm coming. Um, in Greek, the word I'm, I'm coming soon is Maranatha, mm. right? Mm -hmm. you know, we talked about that. When I was in the States, our the old folks' home was called Maranatha Manor. Right. <laughs> old, I am coming soon. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to fit pretty good. Yes, you are. It used to be funnier when I was younger. <laughs> no. As I get older, it's, it's less funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and, and blessed are those who wash their robes. And, of course, that's righteousness, right? Mm -hmm. he, he says, it's time now. It's time now to serve God and be righteous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, and then. Here's Johnny. Can't get away from this. Outside are the dogs, and I apologize to my daughter, because in this case, the dogs is a is a bad term yes. for people, and you know, she she loves dogs, you know. Yeah. And and so do I actually. Yeah. Remember, Lauren says I don't care who dies in the movie as long as the dog lives, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that makes all the difference for her. But um, but then he says those. So let's let's leave out dogs for my daughter's sake and just say those who practice magic arts, like actual magic arts, you know, not sleight of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rabbit? Ah, you outside the city. <laughs> you, you, you're gone. You pull another quarter from my ear. I've had enough of you. Um, and the murderers and the sexually immoral and the idolaters and everyone who practices falsehood. And and his message is always the same right come unto jesus stop doing this bad stuff right all right in paul it's all about it's all about our relationship with jesus is the whole thing hmm. in in revelation in some of the other gospels there's a little bit of righteous living that comes through yeah stop living like this guys stop living like this and come to jesus 
And now, now we're into verse 16. Yeah, it's repentance to the very end, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. 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 He can't get away from his message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to you to give this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let the one who hears say, come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the, of the water of life. I warn everyone who hears the words of this prop of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in this scroll. And if anyone takes away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this scroll. He who testifies to these things says, Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Amen. So, so now he says, so this is the whole come, come, come back to me. So John is, John is pushing forward to say, come unto Christ, right? Mm -hmm. And the spirit, the bride is either the church here or the new Jerusalem. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's the church. Okay. Um, they, they're saying, come, anyone who hears, come. Now he uses the stuff out of Isaiah, right? If you're thirsty, come mm -hmm. and I will let you take the free gift of the water of life. And that's, that's that, that Isaiah piece, right? Um, come let us reason and and anybody who's thirsty I'm here for you and the the stuff of Jesus to the woman at the well I have water that, um, you know the coming from me right yeah yeah that you don't know about right that will never make you thirsty <laughs> yeah that's right and you will never thirst again so yeah. so come come grab a drink of this yeah and um, again I warn anybody do not add anything to this prophecy. Do not remove anything. And that is just common prophecy type language. Hmm. This is God's word. Don't add to it. Remember Martin Luther, um, Martin Luther, the reformer said, you know, I'm told that, that I cannot add anything or the plagues will be added to me. And if I remove anything, but I don't know what's going on in this book. So I don't even know how I'm not going to do this. How <laughs> am I not going to add to this book? But, but of course he was being silly, I think. Hmm. I don't know if he ever was being silly, but um, but really what it's saying here is this is prophetic. This book is prophetic. Mm -hmm. Take what I'm see saying very seriously. Mm. Um, this is not to be glossed over. Okay. Yeah. And anyone, so then he says, he who testifies of these things say, Maranatha, right? Yes, I'm coming soon. Mm. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord be with his people. Amen. And he and he finishes this book. So so the book, start to finish, it's it's a it's a message to his people. It's a message to the Christians of his day that are going to be be uh sacrificed because of their faith. The martyrs are going to be sacrificed because of their faith. The Roman Empire is going to do them in. Remember, we said that the Christians were there, the Jewish, the Jewish people of the day. After AD 70, we're turning the Christians over, saying they're not right. part of us. Right. And the Romans were were starting to kill them. This is this is long before the um, the Colosseums and all that kind of stuff. This okay. is way before that. Okay. Uh, but it is it is straight up persecution, which Romans Romans very comfortably did to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a military state. Yeah. And so it was quite comfortable. And John was saying that. He's also saying to them, you need to live for Jesus. 
and the evangelical message that he's got in here, the evangelistic message maybe is the way to say it, um, comes through every time. He yeah. takes you to heaven, he brings you back to earth. And then he finishes and says, take this prophecy is serious. Come very soon, Lord Jesus, so that we can all make it through. Yeah, yeah. And that's the end of the book, Steve. Buddy, that's a great way to end that off. Yeah. Thank you for your wisdom, my friend. Now, now, folks, um, <laughs> you should you should have got an episode last week, <laughs> but if it wasn't for the guy who does uh, the guy who does pod, um, you know, podcast editing and screwing it up, we wouldn't actually have such a problem. But we do have such a problem, and so hence why you're getting an episode this week. So we're probably going to take we might take next week off. We might come back next week. We're not sure, but we're going to. Um, take a little bit of a, a time to consider what will be the next book that we'll, we'll tackle. And uh, then we'll be back with more episodes of the Apocalypse Podcast. Just because we're at the end of Revelation doesn't mean we're over. It just means we're at the end of Revelation and we'll, we'll continue. Yeah, and, and I was actually thinking maybe next week we'd, we'd, we'd jump on to Second Peter. Oh, that's a gooder. Yeah. That's a gooder. The, the last time we did this, we went to Daniel from here, which was good. But the, I think the one we did on Daniel is still available and it's still it's the sound is clear by the time we did Daniel, we, yep. we had the sound all figured out, right? Yeah, yeah. But let's let's go with Second Peter next week. Okay, all right, folks, you heard it here first. Second Peter next week. Peter, not Petey. Um, <laughs> second, second Peter next week, and and we will look forward to seeing you next week. P two, if you're French, remember P two. I don't oh, know why. All, all I can hear is P2 Brute. Um, <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's, right. That's way too far. Um, folks, but thank you so much for listening to us. We'll look forward to seeing you next time or being with us next time on the Apocalypse Podcast. <laughs>